Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and uh, well, we're here walking down the, the street on a windy, cold, rainy Sydney day. And uh, well, there's not many of them as bad as this. So I hope with all the rattling and banging of microphones against jackets, we can communicate. I've been to the dentist, one of my least favorite things in the world to do, but a necessity, isn't it? And so we talk today about um, comfort. You see, people sometimes talk to me and they say, everything's good, I don't need coaching. And I think that's a really big mistake because if we always learn online, if we always learn in real time, from real life experiences, from real events that happen to us, the people involved in those real time experiences with us also get impacted. So learning from life, learning from the experience of life is a really big mistake. It's the equivalent to standing on a railway track and saying, everything's okay. Uh, inevitably, that train is going to come. And the unwise person who aspires to happiness and comfort will say, everything's going well, just leave it alone. Don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I, I get that. I get that. Every bit of it, I get it. But from my experience of life, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, is more a naivety about what is broken than it is the truth. So there's always suffering. Every human being that exists on this planet suffers. We suffer. And that's called life. We suffer headaches, we suffer from colds, we suffer from dental appointments, we suffer from financial stress, we suffer from uh, confusion, we suffer. And that suffering is life. And so anytime we say to ourselves, I don't need coaching, I'm comfortable, everything's okay. It's basically saying, I can live with the suffering. I've got used to it, or I've adapted to it, or I'm too lazy, or I'm too tired, or I'm too exhausted, or I'm just too intimidated to confront the suffering. And it's, it reminded me of this because having just been to the dentist, and they say, you need to book in to have that other crown done. So I have a broken tooth. I have three broken teeth. I had one repaired already. Nice job. All repaired. That cost me $3,000. It cost me an hour and a half of being needled and drilled and jabbed and punched and poked and swollen and numb and feeling crooked for a couple of days after. And then it cost me another uh, month and then a another hour of poked and prod and jabbed and punched and kicked and bashed uh, and then it cost me 
a couple of days after that recovery so I don't deal with dentistry very well I get very because of some childhood experiences with a very cruel man I have some very deep body memories muscle memories of some extraordinarily bad dental uh, experiences uh, I was riding my bike as a kid delivering newspapers and I rode straight into the back of a parked car did a nosedive across the front of the bike and landed with my teeth in the rear vision in the rear uh, uh, lights of the car and knocked out my front teeth and uh, as a result I spent significant time spitting temporary front teeth over the kitchen table and at the schoolyard um, and having numerous surgeries to try and fix it all up so uh, that's a memory I have and so when I go to the dentist sorry about the noise when I go to the dentist it sort of brings up memories but when they at the end of the appointment they said well you need to have the second one done and I thought if if this is the equivalent to coming to coaching <laughs> for people and they say when would you like your next coaching session and someone says to me uh, uh, I think I'm okay everything is fine it would be the same as me going uh, uh, I think I can't work out when I'm available for another dentistry appointment because uh, I don't want the discomfort even though I know it's necessary <laughs> so I think there's a parallel here but the important thing and the important thing I'm saying here is it's necessary and rather than wait for my uh, tooth to become infected or an ulcer to appear on this broken tooth I really do need to go to the dentist and have this sorted out so I booked an appointment and it's the same with coaching I think sometimes even though you feel you've got lots of other things you could do on the day other than your coaching session even though you might say everything's okay I've got nothing to do you know it's not the truth going back to something I said earlier in this conversation uh, I talked about experience being a very bad teacher if you burn a hundred dollars you learn by experience that hundred dollars burns but you're a hundred dollars poorer and that's the equivalent to learning by experience there's another way it's to ask somebody who already burnt a hundred dollars what happens when you burn a hundred dollars and you get the answer and save a hundred bucks which would appear to me to be a wiser way to approach things so when they teach pilots how to fly a 747 with 200 passengers on board they don't take them up in a 747 with 200 passengers on board and teach them to fly they have what they call a simulator 
and a coaching session should be for wise people, for amazing people, a simulator. A place where they go, what if? What if this happened? What if that happened? What would you do if this happened? It's a place of inquiry and exploration, which means learning offline, learning in an environment where it's safe to explore the fringe, to touch the edges of something that don't, uh, it doesn't matter if you get it wrong. It's the same with corporate training or meditation, for example. Meditation is something you should do with loud music playing at a party or in, a, in front of TV, for example, where you're experimenting in a simulating environment, how to remain grounded and strong when everything around you is turbulent. But if you do meditation with soft flowing music and flowers, and tweaking birds and soft cushions, what you're learning to do is to be weak. So, for example, in Zen environments, there's no furniture. There's just bare wood. One statue, a cushion and you. And the objective of it is to in this stark and cold, uh, intense environment to learn to find beauty just sitting still. When your mind wants to go into all the rattly cages of its own rhetoric, you learn to stand perfectly or sit, as it is in most cases, perfectly still. And that develops a strength. And that strength is the sort of strength you need to love somebody. It's the sort of strength you need to bring up kids where you don't flinch. It's the sort of strength you need to sit in a dentist chair and have someone carve a hole in your face. <laughs> this is Chris. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.